You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Catholic Chicago Catholic Schools today on WNDZ 7:50 a.m. on this beautiful, beautiful Chicago morning. Mark Teresi, Executive Director of Holy Names, sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, who is continuing his good, speedy recovery for that from that hip surgery. And I'm joined today with the superintendent of our Archdiocesan schools, Dr. Jim Rigg. Welcome. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing? Good. Beautiful sunny day. Did you get your five mile run in this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Of course I did. You and me both. You and me both. (laughs) Well, good to hear your voice. Uh, Let's hear what's going on in our in our Catholic school. It's got. I was just thinking this morning. Boy, the kids have to be excited today just to be able to go out in recess in beautiful weather. I mean, we're like turning that corner again. We are indeed. So first of all, I regret I cannot be with you in person. We still have the pandemic out there, and uh, it's safer for me to join via phone, which I'm happy to do. Exactly. But uh, hopefully sooner or later I will be in person. It it actually has been a year now since the last time I was in person for the show. It was a a year ago last March, our last uh, Catholic Schools Today radio show with Father Greg and I in studio. And then it was shortly after, on Friday the 13th of March, 2020 that we announced that we were moving to virtual learning yeah, in our amazing. Catholic school system. So it's a, it's been about a year now, and I, uh, I continue to be so just impressed and heartened by the incredible work of our uh, teachers and principals and school employees working with our students and families. Uh, in spite of all of the challenges and complexity of the pandemic, our schools really have done an incredible job at making sure that we could support in-person learning this whole school year and keep students and employees safe. They haven't seemed to miss a beat. No, and as we talked about last month, you know, we've had some very affirming uh, uh, standardized assessment scores that Mm -hmm. show that our students are not sliding at all academically. They're continuing to learn, uh, even as some, especially public school systems, have struggled to get kids back in and kids are slipping behind. That is certainly not the case for our Catholic schools. That's great. Well, what's what's exciting coming up? Well, as you mentioned, um, the sun is shining, and we're at a place now where we can uh, get kids back outside for things like recess. Uh, we're in the process of releasing, believe it or not, some guidelines for our schools on summer activities. Oh, great. So, uh, you know, for those schools that have, whether it's summer school or various camps or, you know, sporting things in the summertime, you know, that varies a bit by school, and, and schools may, may or may not want to proceed with everything this year. Uh, but we are putting out some guidelines that will allow schools to do that safely if they wish. So that will be coming out in the next few days for our uh, principals. And, of course, we're uh, now in the season of Lent, and there's yes. a lot happening in our Catholic schools uh, to, to recognize this important liturgical season. So, uh, you know, ranging from special service projects to prayers 
to uh, other events in our Catholic schools. Now, I remember when my wife taught for many years in Catholic schools, St. Martha's in Morton Grove, St. Joseph in the city. And I remember part of Lent was like going over to church for the stations or morning mass. Can our kids do that, or is everything pretty much virtual for them in terms of the so, religious stuff? Yeah, so just like everything else, we've put out some guidelines on this. <laughs> so kind of what is, a, what is allowable for Catholic schools in terms of uh, special Lenten observances? And uh, so, you know, certain things like Stations of the Cross are allowable within certain parameters. Mm -hmm. So in in talking to our principals and teachers, uh, some schools are doing virtual Stations of the Cross. Others are doing them with very small groups. Uh, So, you know, it kind of varies, but we do have uh, specific guidance that helps them through that. And likewise for things like, you know, reconciliation services and other things. Mm. Now, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, but... So especially with the nice weather coming up in that, what about sports programs? What are, what are they going to be looking like for the spring at guidelines, I'm sure? Yeah, so um, some schools have been allowed to proceed with uh, some level of spring athletics. It's very different than a normal year, obviously. Uh, up until now, we haven't really supported sports at our schools, uh, but some schools, if they feel like they're ready, are proceeding with uh, athletics, with limited athletics programs. Uh, again, there's an array of health and safety requirements that emerge out of, uh, out of state guidance as well as the uh, Illinois Elementary Athletic Association. Uh, but we do have some schools that are supporting things like baseball or softball or track and field, cross country, and other sports this spring. Again, doesn't doesn't look like a normal year. You know, mm-hmm. kids are wearing masks, and there's distancing, and a lot of other requirements that are involved in that. Uh, but we do have some schools where that sort of thing is happening, especially at the high school level. So the high schools really jumped back in uh, a few weeks ago with uh, with basketball and some other indoor sports. And so far, it seems to have gone uh, fairly well. Now, you mentioned high school, but if Greg were sitting here, he'd do a shout-out to Loyola University on that tremendous win yesterday. They're going to the NCAA. That's tremendous. Now, um, I would bet our listeners, do all the Catholic schools have the same spring or Easter break? How does that work? No. So each school sets its own local calendar within parameters that we set in my office. So each school is at liberty to set their spring break when they want to set their spring break. So most of our schools, easily half of them, will take uh, the week after Easter. Okay. Uh, we do have a set that will take Holy Week, and then especially up in the Lake County, Northern Cook area, it's common to take the third or fourth week of March. Uh, some of our, especially Lake County schools, uh, receive busing services from local public school districts, and so they, they have to align with the, uh, the public school district calendars. But yes, yeah, so spring break is, is around the corner for some of our schools, especially in Lake County. We're just a couple weeks away, and then we're about a month away from most of our schools taking their spring breaks. And how does that COVID uh, regulation work in terms of if people travel during that break? Right. So we are following the guidance of the Chicago Department of Public Health. We know not all of our schools are in Chicago, but we have to look at all all of the local health districts and kind of make decisions as to what what's best to follow. And so we decided uh, several months ago to use the Chicago Department of Public Health, which has a very active, uh, frequently updated travel advisory map. 
And it's been nice to see that in recent uh, days and weeks, uh, some of those travel restrictions have loosened a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, officially, the health departments tell us still not to travel. It's, you know, we're still in the midst of a global pandemic. There are new variants of COVID out there. And it's probably best to just have a safe spring break at home, which is what I'll be doing with my family. Yeah. Uh, but for those that feel compelled to travel, uh, the CDPH has classified all states into two categories, yellow and orange. You can travel to yellow states if uh, without any restrictions, and you can travel to uh, orange states, but you have to quarantine when you come back. Now, there's a notable exception, and that is vaccinations. Yes. And right now we're in the midst of rolling out our system-wide vaccination plan for all school employees. So at this point, about half of our school employees, teachers, and other, other staff members have received their first dose of vaccine, and the rest should be getting it by the end of the month. So that's that's really exciting. That's great. And I know the Cardinal yesterday uh, at the ABC Mass had said, encouraged people, please, whatever vaccine is available, please take that vaccine. It will be, it's yes. the right decision. I know that the, uh, the Cardinal, as well as the Pope, have put out some writings affirming that there should not be a moral issue with exactly. receiving any of the available vaccines. Exactly. So that's we're just reiterating that important message from the Cardinal and the Pope. So please get that vaccine. We're going to take a little break. Uh, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ with Dr. Jim Rigg. Uh, when we come back, we have some two wonderful segments talking about some wonderful Lenten programs that are happening in our schools. Please stay tuned.